May the Lord bless you. We'll pray for you later as the men. But today, as you can see, the men, we tried. <laughs> Amen. Please, this is the beginning. The balloons and all that stuff. We've tried. Yes. So make sure you, you, you say something nice to us. Amen. Uh, because we are in our try mode. Amen. Um, we, we don't do well even with decorations, but yes, today I think we've done a good job. Amen. And after church, I hope you don't rush yourself, but you take the time to really enjoy all that men we have prepared for you. Amen. We have a lot in store, and I want to take this next few minutes to just to teach on the word the Lord has given to us today. Amen. The past couple of weeks and this year, we said this year, the Lord has called on to us for us to focus on the main topic of prayer. Tell your neighbor prayer. And we've been really dealing from the gospel of Luke chapter 11, verses 1 going. And what we've been really trying to do is to make sure we take our time to teach, you know, the various components of the various contexts that Jesus Christ was talking about when it came to prayer. Amen. I, uh, may the Lord bless everyone that is taking notes. Amen. Amen. And everybody that's not taking notes, say, the Lord help me. Hey, there's a lot of people that say, Lord help me. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give glory to Jesus. Amen. 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 Um, and the past couple of weeks, we've been dealing with the place of hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. And we've been dealing with that very component about really the place of worship and acknowledging what this name is. And last two weeks, our pastor from Lynchburg, Pastor Crawford, came to minister a very powerful word about the place of worship. And last week, we also heard from our dear sister, Minister Roslov, about what this name should mean to us and how we need to recognize this name in our everyday life. And today, I was given the assignment of really dealing with, Hallowed be thy name in his service. Amen. In his service. And I want to speak briefly, because we may not finish, but the Lord is our strength. Amen. On the, the subtitle, One Thing is Needed. Tell your neighbor, one thing... It's needed. Say one thing. It's needed. Hallelujah. Let's take our Bible to the Gospel of Luke chapter 10. Verses 38 to 42. Are we there yet? If you are there, say amen. The Bible says that when it happened as they went that he entered a certain village... And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. I was talking about Jesus Christ. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone. Therefore, tell her to help me. Hallelujah. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about with many. But one thing is needed. Tell neighbor, one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good path which will not be taken away from her. Amen. One thing is needed, which Mary has what? Chosen. 
these two women lived in the same compound house. These two women were sisters. Clearly, the scripture makes us understand that some way, somehow, these women, at the end of the day, they both knew their responsibility. And the norm of the culture, when somebody comes to your house. Hallelujah. For many of us, because of where we were raised and how we were raised, we know that when somebody comes to your house, at least if there is nothing, the least you can do is to offer something to drink. Uh, my preachers at church here. Yeah. So some way, somehow, I believe very well because Jesus being Jesus, everywhere he goes, he has a crowd. So some way, somehow, I believe very well that Martha saw the, 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 the crowd that was in the house. And she realized that her sister, who was supposed to be helping her, was nowhere to be found. So I believe that as she was serving, she came across to encounter Mary. But Mary, you should know better. We should be serving the people. It is interesting that Martha did not go to Mary and said, come along. But she went to Jesus because she knew that the opinion of Jesus was powerful and that was only the opinion that could change Mary's attention. You didn't get me here. You see, in life, everybody can have an opinion. But Martha knew that there is only one opinion that stands. You may have entertained everybody's opinion. But the question here is, have you entertained the opinion of the one who speaks? And everything changes. So Martha went to Jesus. And when she went to Jesus, she was expecting Jesus to either rebuke Mary or send Mary to the kitchen to also what? Serve. Can I, are you following me here? But Jesus' reply to Martha was this. Martha, Martha, you trouble and worry much. But one thing is needed. Hear me. One thing is what? Needed. Can I get a church here? One thing is what? Needed. One thing is what? Needed. Whenever there, there, is a, there is a statement that says, one thing is needed, meaning that outside of that thing, if it is absent in whatever situation it is, then that thing is not complete. Martha, one thing is needed. If you don't have this, then everything else you are working yourself around is not complete. One thing is needed. And that thing is what Mary has chosen. You see, being in the medical field, right, when, a, when, when somebody comes with an infection, you can give that person antibiotics, and it will suppress, hear me, the symptoms of the infection. 
Uh, let me break it down for you. Yeah. It will limit the, the, the things that counts when somebody has an infection. The, the temperature being high, the shivering, all those things. The antibiotics aid in those things. But there is something that is needed. If the cause of the infection is something that is embedded in the person, not unless that cause is taken out, you can give all the antibiotics you want to give. It is still going to be there. It still has the ability to kill you. So we call it source control. The way we determine how long somebody will be on antibiotics, and I'm not preaching size to you, but I want to just bring it to, your, to the term for you to understand this. The way we understand your healing process when you have an infection in you is if, if the source is not controlled, then we are not doing anything good for you. Because the infection still has the ability to still destroy your life. But one thing is needed. And that thing is to have source control. Hallelujah. Because if I have source control, then I know you can give me all the antibiotics. I will be indeed healed. One thing is needed. And that thing Mary has chosen. And today, I want us to really focus on the life and the story of Mary. Because some way, somehow, there was a norm, there was an understanding, there was a way of doing things. But some way, somehow, when Jesus came to the house, I believe very well, you know, because my wife and I do this. When sometimes, sometimes somebody's coming to the house, we talk about it and say, okay, this person's coming. We got to prepare A, B, and C, and D. I believe the two women had even had a discussion about Jesus Christ coming. But when Jesus came, Mary changed out of order to something else. Mary decided to do something else apart outside of what he, her and her sister had already talked about. Tell your neighbor one thing is needed. Say one thing is needed. And that is what Mary has chosen. This story really fits well with our life as a church and the entire church body in general today. That in the present church, the universal church, this one thing is needed. This one thing is what? It wasn't the fact that both of them did not know Jesus Christ. They both loved Jesus. And Jesus loved them. So that is not a problem. They both also knew the word. Hallelujah. But what set Mary's life separate from Martha was that when Martha recognized Jesus Christ in her house, she let go of all the other things that she had to do to hold on to the feet of Jesus. What we are missing now is not the fact that the church has, don't, don't know the word of God. 
Most of us have the Bible at our nightstand. Oh, can I get an amen here? If we are looking for the Bible somewhere, somehow, in everybody's house, everybody has a Bible. And if I ask you where's your Bible, you can tell me where your Bible is. So the issue is not how to find the word, but the issue is how the attitude onto which we approach the word. You see, Mary approached the word not by the distressions of the other duties. She let go of all those things to hold on to the word of life. Because she came to realize that I can do all things, but if I don't have the word in me, if I don't respond to the word whilst it is in my presence, I cannot let it pass me by. That very thing is needed. Where the children of God will pick up the word of God wholeheartedly and take it and run with it. It's about time the church moves away. We move away from the very place where we are just looking at the word. Looking at somebody to minister to us. Instead of us searching into this word. Holding on to the truth of this word. Knowing the power and the authority in the word. This one thing is needed. Tell your neighbor, this one thing is needed. A lot of times, so many things in this world now. It's full of distractions. We are distracted by so many things. Work is distracting you. Children are distracting you. Issues are distracting you. As a matter of fact, sometimes when you come to church, distractions has overtaken you to the point that even as the message is coming forth, all you are hearing is distractions. <laughs> distractions. How uh, oh, can I preach to the church here? Yeah. Young kids are stressed out. My children. <laughs> At the age of six, yesterday I got home and one of them was nowhere to be found but in bed. Why? It's been a rough day. <laughs> so I have to go to bed. And I try to comprehend Six years old. It's been a rough day. My God. I hope you understand this message. You see, the Bible talks about the enemy comes to steal and destroy. That stealing and destroy depends on how you keep getting yourself distracted from the word of God. Because the Bible says that one thing is needed and that thing Mary had told taking hold of. And that is the word of God. But it wasn't about just saying, Mary, I've taken hold of the word of God. She clenched onto the word of God, irrespective of the people that were around. Irrespective of those who had responsibilities that she was neglecting. It was better for her to neglect everything else so she can hold on to the word of God. One thing is needed. Tell your neighbor, one thing is needed. One thing is needed. David said in Psalm 111, 19, 
the word of the Lord is the lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. My brothers and sisters, this time that we live in, this time that we live in, how much are you holding on to the word of God? How much are we holding on to the word of God? There are some things I want to make mention of really quickly. How we are able to really manifest this life of clinging on to the word. One of the first things I want us to write down is letting go of yourself. Letting go of self. Let's go to the Gospel of Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. And I read. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gesserit and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him, to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and thought, and thought the multitude from the boat. Verses 4. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing less at your word. I will let down the net. Verses 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees. Saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Hallelujah. In this story, we come to experience Simon Peter, who was an experienced fisherman. And then before that, the Bible says that they have toiled all night and have caught no what? Fish. But this very instant, Jesus entered into his boat. And when Jesus entered into his boat and finished ministering the word, Jesus said, let your, your, your net into the what? The deep. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that Peter Christ started to say, we are toiled all night. But at your word. At your word. We, it's about time the church of God, the people of God, we can just we take God's word as he has said it. Lord, if you have said it, so you shall do it. The reason why sometimes when we go into prayers, we don't see any result is because we don't take the word of God. But if you take God by his word, he is not a God that should lie. He is not a man that should lie. He is not a God that should fail you. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. But if you can take him by his word, 
The problem is that instead of us taking him by his word, we are distracted by the lack of fish we are catching. The problem is instead of us taking him by his word, we are distracted by the delay in the answers of prayer. The problem is that instead of holding him by his word, we are distracted on what other people are saying to us. I began this telling you about people having opinion. But there is one opinion that matters. And that opinion is the word of God. What God has said concerning you is what should matter to you. If you have that understanding, when you go into prayers, you come out of prayer with results. Did you get me here? If you can take him by his word, then when you go into prayers, you come out of prayers with what? Results. And that is what we are praying for today. That the results in prayers, we need to see that. I don't need a prophet to pray for me to understand that God will answer my prayer. But I have to take God by his word. I have to take God by what? His word. Please rise on your feet. One thing is needed. And that thing is the word. Today, I don't know what you have chosen. You have spent some time here in this church already. But the question you should ask yourself is that what have you chosen with you today? Mary chose the word. Mother was concerned about everything else. This should be our prayer today. The Father, give us a heart to respond to your word. In Jesus' mighty name, lift up your voice of prayer to God. The Father, give us a heart.